Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomena, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, the X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exone Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation, keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Hello everyone and welcome back to Paranormal Stakeout. I'm Larry Lawson, your host, and I'm coming to you from the X-Zone Radio and Television Broadcast Network in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, and I'm speaking to you from the my studio in the uh, Southern Command Post of the XZBN Nation down in beautiful Vero Beach and Fellsmere, Florida. And I'd like to thank all of you for coming on back and joining us on our continuing journey to discover what really lies beyond the veil of life as we know it. And tonight to join us on our little adventure is Miss Clarissa Vasquez. Clarissa is a Colorado native and avid paranormal investigator. After serving in the U.S. Air Force and having her first paranormal experience while enlisted, Clarissa returned to Colorado and later founded the Colorado Coalition of Paranormal Investigators, or the CCPI, in 2004. Her dedication and research of paranormal phenomenon led to her subsequent calling as a minister. She has authored a number of books as well as being featured in several others. Some of the books that she has uh, penned are Ghosts of the Heart, A Paranormal Investigator's Journey, Ghost Hunting in Colorado, Theories, for worldwide investigations, phantom trains and haunted rails in the U.S., debunking common paranormal myths, exploring psychosomatic pareidolia, and the one that's currently uh, waiting to be released, one that I'm particularly interested in, Ghosts and the Bible. Clarissa, welcome to Paranormal Stakeout. Thanks for having me, Larry. Yeah, it's uh, kind of interesting. First of all, thank you for your service to the country uh, serving in the Air Force. How long did you serve? I only did two years. Two years. Um, what did you do, if I may ask, in 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 this in the service? I was in logistics. Ah, okay, okay. Now, obviously, that first line in there kind of caught me. I want to hear about how you got started in the field and your team, but having your first experience while being enlisted, tell us about it. Uh, yeah, I was at my first duty station, uh, fresh out of training, and being a low-ranking member on the totem pole, I was tasked with assisting uh, in the remodeling, restructuring, if you will. The hospital at my duty station was in the process of turning their former morgue into a physical therapy department, and so ah. I, I was tasked with helping to clean up construction debris 
uh, you know, sweeping up brick dust and asbestos, if you will. And uh, <laughs> if yeah. that tells you how long ago it was. Yeah, take and, a breath of that. Yeah. Um, and I was uh, returning back down into that basement area after uh, after lunch, if you will. We called it noontime chow, but uh, uh, went back into that basement area and saw a man standing in the center of the gutted out basement. And he was wearing a uniform uh, not of the time period. The uniform that we were wearing then uh, was the green camouflage battle dress uniform or BDU. Mm -hmm. And he was wearing the olive drab combat fatigues that you would see like 1960s, 1970s. Um, But he was very clean cut, very rugged, very handsome. uh, And very tangible, three-dimensional, very corporeal, uh, just as real as if you and I were sitting in the same room looking at each other. Uh, he was not transparent or wispy or, or anything like that, but he did look out of place. And so I approached him. I got within about 10 feet of him, and I said, you know, excuse me, sir, is there something I can help you with? And he looked at me, looked away, and walked through a cinder block wall and disappeared. Well, then, that's a fine how do you do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, first time in your life you'd ever experienced something like that. Yes. Yes. And it, it didn't occur to me to be scared at the time. I was more befuddled than anything. And so, you know, I got back to my barracks that night and called my mom. I'm like, you're not going to believe what happened to me today. And she says, well, are you going to try to find him tomorrow? And I said, well, yeah, of course I am. I never saw him again. But what it did was it sparked a, an insane curiosity within me that, you know, just could not be squelched. It just, I went off base and got a library card. Uh, the internet was still in its infancy. Paranormal TV wasn't a thing. And so I started reading every book I could get my hands on. You know, mm-hmm. books like uh, Hans Holzer and Ed Warren and, you know, the, the pioneers of the field. I was reading their books and, you know, really trying to understand what I had experienced. And ultimately, I started practicing. You know, I was going out, you know, to uh, creepy locations, mostly cemeteries, <laughs> uh, yeah. with a Polaroid camera and an analog tape recorder. And I'm dating myself just by saying that. Uh, but, uh you know, going out and practicing and ultimately um, gaining some skill in what I was doing. And, you know, that was over 20 years ago. And and uh, in 2004, I started CCPI. Mm-hmm. And we are celebrating our 15th year in existence this year and going strong. And we've got uh, 12 team members, including myself, and and things are great. Outstanding. Now, you, you had your first experience there. It started this insatiable desire to find out what truly what, what this truly was. Mm-hmm. Uh, how long did you go before you started collecting other bits of evidence that kept your, uh, your yourself moving forward? Did you get it right away? Did you have to work for it? You know, it was at first it was, you know, the book reading phase. You know, mm-hmm. what, what did I experience? And the more I read, the more I realized, okay, if I'm going to experience something, I need to actually try to experience it. I can't just rely on sheer dumb luck and, and random happenstance. Mm-hmm. You know, I need to actually put some effort into this. And so that's when I went out and started uh, practicing and, you know, utilizing tools to, you know, try to obtain uh, some sort of data, you know, that could be paranormal in nature. And that that was probably a year later um, okay. that I went out and started, you know, started actively working in the field. You know, when I when I slowed down on the book reading, I, I have never stopped with the book reading, uh, uh-huh. but I, <laughs> I slowed down with the book reading. Um, have you... Um... Have you done any any type of formal training? Now, back in those days, there really wasn't any formal training. Right. But have you? Uh, do you partake in any of that now? Uh, uh, do you have any of your team members uh, take courses? Do you, do you do any yourself? 
uh, I don't take courses per se, and my team members are trained largely by myself. Okay. Uh, uh, you know, I've I've been doing this for over 20 years now, and so I kind of have a pretty good idea uh, for what works and what doesn't uh, as far as um, techniques and methods and ethical practices and things uh, like that. Yeah, well, I do want to talk a little bit ab about that, actually. Mm -hmm. Now, you, I, I'm looking through your bio here, really interesting stuff. This whole thing ended up leading to your calling as a minister. Tell yeah, me how that did. came about. How did that um, come about? Once CCPI was founded, you know, and we were obtaining clients and, and really how CCPI came to be about was a friend of mine. He and he and I had this mutual interest and I had experience, you know, roaming around in cemeteries with a camera and, and a tape recorder. And he really didn't. But by then, paranormal TV was starting to become a thing. And so, you know, he kind of had a general idea. And so we started, you know, running around together, which is actually a safe practice. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, at the time when I was running around by myself, I, I didn't understand, recognize or realize, you know, just how dangerous that was, you know, to be running around in a cemetery at night by yourself. Um, and so he and I started working on it together. And a few of our friends started going, you know, hey, I think there's something going on in my house. Can you guys come and check it out? You know, you're, you're crazy. You look for this stuff. Come check it out. And then other people said, well, you know, you went and checked out so-and-so's house. Can you come check out our house? Or can you come check out our place of business? And, it, you know, word really started getting out and we started gaining steam. And that's really what led to the birth of CCPI. And, right. um, you know, we, we went, okay, well, if we're going to do this, we're going to go all the way. And so we built a website. We took on team members whom we trained and um, now we are the second longest running paranormal investigation organization in the state of Colorado uh, second only to Rocky Mountain Paranormal which has us beat by five years okay and um, and we are you know we're still going strong and okay. we're, how, we're, how did this how did this how did this end up bringing you into the ministry though um we would receive, occasionally we would get clients that would say, you know, this goes against everything that my church has taught me. This goes against everything I learned in Sunday school. This goes against everything in the Bible. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting there going, no, actually it doesn't. And it was really difficult for clients to accept what, what the crazy ghost lady was telling them. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I actually went to, I actually went to seminary and became ordained. I didn't just sign up online. Uh, and no. where'd, say, you okay, go to some, where'd you go to seminary? Uh, I went to uh, sacred, sacred heart global ministry uh -huh. and, uh, studied under Reverend Michael Torfey and, you know, ultimately, you know, be became ordained and, um, and so it's, it's a lot a lot easier to receive the word and to listen to scripture and to receive information if it comes from a minister as opposed to coming from the crazy ghost lady. I'm still the crazy ghost lady. Uh, <laughs> well, I just I just have this nifty little reverend okay. title in well, front of well, me. <laughs> crazy reverend ghost lady. I got to cut you off here because we got to take our first break here. Sure. Uh, but when we come back, I'd like to chat a little bit more about that. Folks, stay with us. This is Paranormal Stakeout with my guest tonight, Clarissa Vasquez. Be right back. It's hard to listen to the news without realizing we're living in volatile, unprecedented times. Yet never has there been such an opportunity to transform the human condition. As old structures fail, where can we find the guidance to co-create a better way? Find Your Path Home is an ever-evolving, leading-edge information, education, and healing resource center designed to support and guide you on your path to unity and enlightenment. Based on sound principles employed by Shaman Worldwide, we provide techniques that can support you through the current transitions, offering online shamanic classes, 
international long-distance shamanic healing sessions, complimentary Mission Evolution radio episodes and Stairway to Heaven TV vignettes, seminars, retreats, and much more. All of this can be found on findyourpathhome.com. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again, simultv.com, simultv.com. What's simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night, I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about Simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. And we are back on Paranormal Stakeout. My guest, Clarissa Vasquez, uh, director of the Colorado Coalition of Paranormal Investigators. And Clarissa, before the break, we were talking about your ordination uh, as a minister. Now, um, what denomination is this, if I may ask? It's non-denominational. Non-denominational. Right. There, there's no specific affiliation attached to my, uh, to my credentials. Okay. How, how long were you in seminary? How long was this whole program? Uh, it took me about a year. Um, oh. Yeah. It, t- it takes others, others, it takes a lot longer, but um, I happen to be an accelerated learner. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh huh. Much, much to the chagrin of my college professors when I was, <laughs> when I was in college. Uh, okay. Cause I, I would, breeze through their syllabus faster than they could assign it but um uh yeah it took it took me about a year to complete my courses and uh pass all of my tests and and so okay. i could put the put the nifty little rev in front of my name <laughs> okay um uh and it's a standalone a standalone seminary I'm, it's not attached yeah. to a university or anything like that at Correct. all okay Correct. okay online course i assume Mm-mm. no um it was when it was in operation. It was uh, located in Grand Junction, Colorado, mm-hmm. and um, it has since that location has since closed its doors, and they have moved to California. Okay, all righty, and a sacred a Sacred Heart Ministries, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Now, how did how did you? I, I get what you're saying that it, it may l- give your client maybe a little bit more comfort in the information right. that you're giving them, but how how does that help you as an investigator do a better job? And do you find any contradictions between what are co- the contradictions they say that are out there between uh, Christian religion? I assume uh, the the uh, your ordination is in the Christian faith. I'm assuming yes. Yes, okay. it is. But there's many people that say there's a definitely a, that's on the other side of evil. We shouldn't do that. How do you explain as a, as a reverend the contradictions that most people see in a paranormal work and the Christian religion? How do you? Right. There, there are a lot of people that believe that uh, that merely interacting with or trying to communicate with spirits um, is a a violation um, of God's word. And what they don't realize is that there is a lot of mention within the Bible itself, um, as will be pointed out um, in my up and coming book, Ghosts in the Bible, uh, mm-hmm. that, you know, there there's a lot of interaction with ghosts and spirits um, outside of the Holy Ghost. Uh, you know, there's, uh, in the book of First uh, Samuel, you know mm-hmm. the uh, when Saul u- utilizes the gifts of the witch of Endor, he essentially consults a psychic, you know, to gre- bring forth the ghost of Samuel, you know, mm-hmm. to you know to provide you know guidance and wisdom, et cetera, et cetera, in the Great War. Um, and you know, there's a lot of mention of it in the Bible, and people don't really realize that. And 
So, you know, I can sit down with a client and say, look, you know, this may be what you're taught, mm-hmm. but you know, I've, I've got a Bible sitting on my, on my bookshelf right now. I'm looking at it right now. And I bring, you know, if I need to, I can bring that with me and sit down with a client and point to them, you know, in this new King James version Bible, you know, it's mm-hmm. not some, not some off the wall version. Um, you know, it's a new King James version, you know, and say, look, you know, right here is where it is written. And this is as you believe to be the word of God. So, you know, let's, let's take a look at it. Um, for me personally, um, I don't find any contradiction with it. I just use it as another tool in my arsenal for what I do. Um, because I personally, even though I am ordained, um, as you know, as a minister, um, I am, I am not a Christian. Really? So, really? Don't, don't, but, but don't you find, okay, that's, that's, an, it brings up an interesting subject here. Mm-hmm. You've, you've gone and gotten yourself ordained in a, in yes. a Christian denomination, not denominational, but still a Christian belief, but yes. you're not Christian. Right. Isn't that um, hypocritical? Not necessarily. Um, I look at it as just another form of education. It's a tool that I can use to interact with my clients and uh, communicate with them on their level based on their belief system and explain okay. things to them in a way that they can understand that makes them more comfortable with what they are potentially experiencing. Do any of them ask you about your faith? Uh, no, no. Um, they, they all pretty much just assume that because I'm a minister that, that I share their faith. Don't you have a problem with that though? No, I really don't. I, really? I believe everyone everyone is entitled to believe what they want and how they want. Uh, oh, I agree with that, and, but, but aren't you kind mm-hmm. of giving false advertising a little bit, don't you think? No, I don't think so. Uh, as I just explained, you know, it it is a way for me to communicate with clients to help put them at ease and better understand that what they are experiencing doesn't necessarily contradict their beliefs. Okay, I agree with I, I I see what you're saying, and I and I certainly agree that everybody has the right to um, believe whatever they want. But if you go in with Reverend before your name and you you tell mm-hmm. him I have the Bible here, I can talk to you about the Bible, right. but I really don't believe it. I don't tell them that I don't believe it. But isn't that? And you don't have a problem with that? No, I really don't. Just because it's not what I believe doesn't mean it's not what my clients believe. And oh. when you're dealing with a potentially paranormal situation, everyone's individual faith and their own power is what is going to be their strongest ally in combating what is going on within their personal space. So I can, I can go in with my belief system and tell them you need to do X, Y, and Z, but if they don't believe in it, they're not going to have as much energy or as much power behind what they are doing as if I'm giving them tips, the the same tips essentially that follow their practices. But they believe that you have the same faith as, as them. So therefore they trust you more. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, I'm, I, and, and, you know, I'll look at it this way. I'm an, I'm an old time cop and, and truth and veracity is very, very important to me. I just find that very contradictory and kind of, I'm going to be honest with you, I, I, I've got a problem with that, telling somebody you're a reverend, but you really don't believe just to make them feel comfortable. I, I just have a problem with that. That's my opinion. Look, look um, at it this way, Larry. If if you were a school teacher uh-huh. and, and you were a, a diehard Christian school teacher, but the curriculum that you were required to teach um, requires you to teach evolution. Even though it goes against your belief system, you're still required to teach it. Because but I'm not sitting there saying I'm a, I'm a, I'm a uh, ordained Christian minister, though. No, but you but you are going in and saying you are a teacher. That's uh, okay. I think we're, we're we're kind of on two different. If you have a curriculum, if I if I if I walked into that classroom and said I absolutely believe in Darwinism and this is correct, even though I'm a Christian. Okay, you're not being truthful. I get that part of it, but if you're just teaching a a uh, a curriculum, you're teaching a curriculum. You're not espousing to be something else. That's my point. 
Right. And so the way I approach it is as a teacher, you know, I don't go in and preach my beliefs. You know, I approach them on their, on their, based on their belief system. You know, I don't, I don't go into a Catholic's house and say, you know, you need to say, you know, uh, for our fathers and five Hail Marys, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, you know, I go in and show them based on, you know, what the word, what they believe to be the word of God says, you know, applies to their particular situation. That doesn't mean I believe it. But but they're believing it because they think you're believing it. They believe it because that's what their faith tells them to believe. But they're putting faith in you because you have professed to them to be a reverend, and here's the Bible to show it. See, do you, do you see where I'm coming from at all? I, I see where you're coming from. However, you know where I think where we're getting a little tangled here is the fact that you know just because I don't believe it doesn't mean I can't teach it. And you know, and I can teach it. I'm licensed to teach it, and I can. I Light, can licensed point, by by who? Who's li- when you say licensed? I I'm licensed by the ordination that I received. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. I, I see graduated from seminary. Okay. So, so I can go in and, you know, reach my clients on, you know, on their on their level based on their belief system, and say, okay. You believe that this goes against everything that you learned in in your church, in your Sunday school. You know, let's take a look at the Bible and see what it says. And And that's it. And that and that's merely all I do is that, look, this doesn't necessarily go against your beliefs. And in doing so, it helps them feel more comfortable in their space. And be more accepting of what's going on. And I see that point. I guess I've got a problem with you saying you're a reverend when you don't believe. That's 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 what bothers me. And I think, and that's one thing that I have an, an issue with in our field as a whole. Mm-hmm. Our folks is is false advertising. People, people believing or being made, not being forced to believe, but being encouraged to believe in something that the person that's saying it really, really doesn't doesn't believe or doesn't have a, a, a view on. Right, and it's not my job to. It, it's not my job to impose. Well, we, well, we got we got to take our break right. here. Uh, interesting conversation. When we get back. I got some other things I want to chat with you about, sure. and your team. So, folks, stay with us. Uh, Paranormal Stakeout with my guest tonight, Clarissa Vasquez. Be back in a minute. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnix, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God. It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God, and finally, After the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, 
the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simo TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like Exxon, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. And we are back on Paranormal Stakeout with my guest tonight, Clarissa Vasquez of the Colorado Coalition of Paranormal Investigators. And uh, interesting conversation. And and just to kind of cap off our last uh, bit there, I, I think we're going to have to agree to disagree on this one, Clarissa. I just have a I have a, a an issue with that, but uh, we'll we'll leave it at that for as far as the show. How's that? That sounds great. Okay, but let's talk now because I noticed um, uh, in your bio you talk about being having a very scientific approach uh to investigation in fact uh, uh creating a thing called the phantom hitchhiker project yes tell me about your investigations how do you conduct your investigations our investigations are conducted utilizing technology mm-hmm. uh, we have some of the latest technological uh advances that are available in the field right now um, you know, we even have uh, the very controversial, which I'm still working to debunk, uh, SLS cameras mm-hmm. and uh, you know, some other you know, nifty gadgets. Um, and we go through and we try to, first and foremost, we try to identify naturally occurring phenomena that could be contributing to what people are interpreting as paranormal experiences. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if we obtain data, and I don't like using the words proof or evidence, I use the words data, the word, you know, word data. Uh, if we obtain data that could be paranormal in nature, that's just icing on the cake for us. Uh, our primary focus is to help people be comfortable in their, in their personal space, whether it's their home or their work. Um, and so, uh, you know, the, the first step in that is saying, okay, you know, we believe you, you're experiencing something, you are not crazy. Okay. You know, the second step is to go through and say, okay, you know, what you are interpreting as footsteps as someone, you know, walking up and down your hallway is actually, you know, uh, floorboards expanding and contracting, you know, as the temperature changes, you know, throughout the day or night uh, in the location, you know, things of that nature. Uh, and if we obtain data that could be paranormal in nature, that's icing on the cake for us. Well, if you're, if you're not getting data, though, because – once again, my background is law enforcement, uh, almost 40 years of it. So I do look at evidence as a way right. of bringing this case to trial, if you will. Right, kind of and that's what it. I tell people is evidence is something you can prove in court. Right, uh, but, but but so you're taking a scientific approach to research, but you, mm-hmm. you're using the equipment only as um, – if you get anything on the equipment, it's icing on the cake. What are you using then to um, confirm or – disprove paranormal activity if we're able to disprove you know the paranormal activity you know we can then present it to the clients and say okay you know what you are experiencing is caused by this uh, caused by x y or z you mm-hmm. know and and demonstrate to them how that happens um, and then but if we if we obtain one piece of data you know we need to have it validated by another piece of data or multiple subsequent pieces of data um, right. to, okay. to validate the initial piece. We don't just take one photograph or one audio clip and say, 
or you know one hit on an EMF meter, one spike on an EMF meter, and sure. say, "Yep, it's a ghost." No. So how do you do that not. then? How do you do that? How do you uh, triangulate the the location of the evidence, so to speak, or how do you how do you corroborate the evidence? Tell me how you do that. We use multiple pieces of equipment. We don't just rely on one singular piece. Okay. So if we get if we get a photograph or a piece of video footage um, in conjunction with an EVP or uh, thermal anomaly or electromagnetic variation, um, you know, then we you know we put those together. If they all happen at the same time, then we're like, okay, we may we may be onto something. And then mm -hmm. we try to duplicate it. You know, can okay. we duplicate the results that we got? Sometimes we can, sometimes we cannot. Um, and that's really where the Phantom Hitchhiker Project came into being. Uh, we looked at roadside locations where um, a vehicle or some other type of accident led to at least one human fatality. Mm -hmm. And using a series of uh, controls, because you know we were trying as as closely as we could to follow the scientific method, okay. uh, using using a series of controls. Um, you know, we would investigate roadside locations. And so that right there, you know, the, the locations in themselves are one control because they all had that in common. They were a, a roadside location where an accident of some sort had led to at least one human fatality. Okay. So there's one control. The equipment that we used always used the same equipment. Um, so at each location, there's another control. Uh, okay. the, we also incorporated time, temperature, and lunar phase. So we only conducted this okay. project. The project lasted five years, and we only conducted it during the months of um, July, August, and September, which are the three warmest months of the year, and the temperatures out here in Colorado are pretty consistent. Um, so we've got temperature as another control. Lunar phase, we went at you know only on the nights um, of the full moon. So there, there were contributing to the theories surrounding lunar phase because a popular okay. theory is that paranormal activity is heightened during the full moon. So we're contributing to that theory. So again, full moon, another control. And then um, time, the experiment itself began precisely at the stroke of midnight. So we've got time uh, as okay. another control. You ask the same five EVP questions in sequence with a 10 second delay in between each question. So again, there's more controls with it. We tried to follow the scientific method as closely as we could uh, okay. in, order to, in order to obtain any data. Now, the results of the experiment, we call it a successful failure in that while we obtained absolutely zero data, pointing to paranormal activity at these roadside locations. That's not to say they, they don't exist. That's not to say phantom hitchhikers are not out there. That's not to say that some road, roadside locations don't have activity. Well, quick, quick question for you. Yeah. Had all these spots had, and if you said this and I missed it, I apologize, but had all these spots had reported paranormal activity? No. And that, okay. was, another, that was another control that we threw in. Okay. Um. Which could also be which could also be considered a variable, um, but while we obtained no conclusive results that said these roadside locations uh, result in paranormal phenomena, what we did do was prove that paranormal investigation can be conducted scientific scientifically uh, with a series of controls, and therefore can be regarded as a legitimate form of scientific research. Okay, uh, and I and I gotta admit I like I like the style. Now you've gathered all this evidence, um, evidence data, however you want to put it. What'd you do with it? We put it in a database. <laughs> okay. It, it it is sitting it is sitting on the hard drive of my computer, uh, right now, waiting for you know for an opportunity to be utilized or contributed to someone else's project or or what have you. Um, you know, it's it's sitting in the, the database is sitting on my hard drive and, uh, you know, it's it's just waiting for its opportunity to become useful again. Now, you know, I, I, I like like exactly what you've described, because I'm I'm very much a proponent of the the collection preservation um, of evidence, mm -hmm. your data. How protected is it from somebody else being able to get at it? 
Now, you may say I've got password protected and whatnot, but is that computer sitting in your home and uh, is it left unsecured on your dresser, for example, or your desk? No, no it's it, it's actually on an external hard drive. So okay. I can, if if somebody knew exactly what they were looking for, they could break into my house and take it. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know that they would know exactly what they were looking for. <laughs> well, and, and maybe not, but my point being, and this is once again the cop in me, you know, when you have evidence, it's got to be stored in a space where you can absolutely uh, confirm the chain of custody, that you can mm -hmm. obviously show that nobody could ever take it and tamper with it. And that's uh, what, what you did is great setting this up. I like that, but I think it needs to, uh, my opinion and what I'm pushing for is the step further of Let's make sure that the evidence, the data, if you will, mm -hmm. is secured so you can testify at any time it's never been tampered with. Just just a thought there. Now, other have you have you collected data that gave you an indication there was paranormal activity? Outside your, of your team, out, outside of the project, oh, yeah. yeah. Outside of the project, yes, absolutely. Where's uh, that evidence at? Uh, the really good evidence it can be found on our website uh -huh. uh, which is ccpi-paranormal.com oh yes uh, i was going to mention that in just a minute <laughs> <laughs> and uh you know we've got some really good audio files there we've got a couple of video files um and a and a couple of photographs um we recently conducted an investigation and uh finally determined this last weekend that we're not going to present it uh to the public we we obtained a photograph uh, that we believe could possibly be uh, that of a fallen firefighter, but because we can't conclusively rule out that it's not one of our investigators and the result of uh, slow shutter speed combined with infrared camera photography uh, and a little bit of pareidolia, et cetera, et cetera, um, we're not going to present it to the public um, we follow the premise, you know, when in doubt, throw it out. And there's, there's too much doubt around that, even though, um, we're, we're all pretty sure, you know, pr but pretty sure is not proof. If you will, uh, we're all pretty sure that it's not one of our investigators, but because there is doubt surrounding that photograph, we're not going to present it. Fair enough. Fair enough. And, and that's part of the ethics of this business. Do you, do you uh, take payment for any of your investigations? Absolutely not. Okay. As, as most don't. Well, we're about ready to take our last break. So, folks, I'd like you to, to uh, stick with us. We've got one more round with Clarissa tonight, so stay with us as we talk about her and her experiences with the Colorado Coalition of Paranormal, Paranormal Investigators. Stay with us. We'll be right back after this. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzulli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. Christopher Fulton is a survivor of the National Security State. All he wanted to do was preserve history when he acquired a Cartier watch from the estate of President Kennedy's personal secretary. But that simple act set off a terrible chain reaction. He was pursued by the U.S. Justice Department and the FBI, thrust into the middle of the U.S. government's Assassination Records Review Board, even monitored and pursued by the Russian government. All because that Cartier watch was the missing link of evidence, a timepiece worn by JFK that fateful day in Dallas, a link resulting in Christopher being incarcerated and attacked for nine years 
years because he opened a hidden chapter in history. The intriguing journey outlined fully in Christopher Fulton's memoir, The Inheritance, is available now through Trinday.com or Amazon.com. The Inheritance, Poisoned Fruit of JFK's Assassination by Christopher and Michelle Fulton is a must-read, an incredible tale of how easily our own government can overrule justice. The Inheritance, Poisoned Fruit of JFK's Assassination. Hey folks, thanks for staying with us tonight. A really interesting show with Clarissa Vasquez of the Colorado Coalition of Paranormal Investigators. You can visit her website at www.ccpi-paranormal.com. Dot com. So uh, she's got some good evidence on there and some interesting things on that website. So I recommend you take a look at it. Also note that she's uh, written several books, Ghosts of the Heart, A Paranormal's Invest- Paranormal Investigator's Journey, Ghost Hunting in Colorado, Theories for Worldwide Investigators, Phantom Trains and Haunted Rails of the U.S., Debunking Paranormal Myths and Exploring Psychosomatic Pareidolia. We're going to talk about that in just a second. And the latest one coming out, Ghosts in the Bible. I also want to make mention of all the great programming found at www.xzbn.net. It's there. You'll find all the great shows on the X-Zone radio and television broadcast network. And certainly check me out at www.paranormal.net. Uh, stakeout.com and of course my team's website at www.paranormalfbi.com Clarissa uh, our always seems to go very very fast um, we've talked a lot a lot tonight um, there's a lot of investigators out there there's a lot of what I call mom and pop operations out there cool. which I, I I have no issue with there's a lot of folks that are, are going out there just for the the thrill of the the chase, so to speak, and there's other groups out there that are out there trying to truly put together the answers to what all this is. How do you, after 15 years, where do you classify CCPI? Um, we classify ourselves as one of those organizations that are out there genuinely trying to seek answers, um, and but again, our primary focus is uh, providing a service to our clients. So, so you you do mostly houses then, correct? Uh, residences, uh, residences, residences, and businesses. Um, you'd be surprised at how many people call us in to uh, do their, you know, to check out their home, and they're like, "Well, you know, since since you offer a a confidential uh, environment, uh, would you be willing to check out my my workplace also?" Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Actually, actually it's happened with us. Yeah, I, so I totally understand that. Mm-hmm. So your focus being mostly helping the client. Yes. What 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 is it you're wanting to do for your client? What is your goal with your client? Our goal is to make them feel comfortable in their personal space. These people are so frightened that they are willing to allow a group of strangers into their personal space, and so it is our objective. Regardless of the outcome, it is our objective to bring them, you know, a sense of comfort, you know, being in their space. You know, it but is how do you do their that? space. How, um, how, how do you do that? Do you? Uh... The easy way is to debunk what they're experiencing okay. and, you know, and and present to them, you know, say, OK, you know, this what you've got going on is not paranormal in nature. It's naturally occurring. Mm-hmm. This is how and this is why. Uh, that's that's the easiest way. Uh if we obtain data that indicates that there could potentially be paranormal activity going on, then we give the client a choice. You know, it's like, you know, you can try to find a a way to peacefully live with this, you know, peacefully coexist, you know, or we can refer you to um, an outside source for eradication. So you don't do that yourself? No. Okay. No, only in extreme, extreme circumstances uh, would we get involved uh, with the eradication process. Okay. Well, that, um, that tells me up front that you have, that you have special skills to do that. We have a couple of people. And again, it's going, going back to that, that hot button topic. It's going to depend on, uh, the client's individual faith, because that's, what's going to be the strongest in, um, in resolving a situation, you know, in an eradication, uh, process, you know, but we have, 
we have people of all different faiths on the team. You know, we've got, we've got Catholics, we've got Mormons, we've got Wiccans, we've got, uh, we've, sure. yeah, we've got a lot of people on the, you know, of various backgrounds on the team. And so if one of our team members, you know, it has a rapport with the client and says, you know, I really think I can help you with this. Um, and, and the client is comfortable with that, then that team member, you know, can go through and, you know, whether it's, you know, one of the pagans going through, you know, with, uh, with sage and salt, you know, mm-hmm. helping, helping them that way. Uh, things of and, and this is, the, this is part of what, what concerns me about our field. And I think most of the time it's people, there are certainly charlatans, charlatans out there that are trying to, you know, they'll charge money. They'll, they'll, they'll right. try and convince me they can help them. But even folks that aren't, um, how to put this, they're good hearted, their intentions are good, but they are not as talented as they think they are right. going into a home and saying, I can help you, I can make this go away. Right. And then they can't, or they say they do, and, it, and the people, for whatever reason, experience it again. Right. Doesn't that cause more harm? It can, absolutely. And, you know, even... Um, less experienced investigation organizations can can go in and cause harm. Uh, mm-hmm. We I cannot tell you how many times we've been called in by people who called in a different organization and who went in and emulated what they saw on television. Mm-hmm. And you know they were provoking and you know making an already tense situation worse. Mm-hmm. You know, and then we get called in. You know, and and it's like, okay, you know, this, this is what's going on. And, you know, unfortunately that other organization made it worse. You know, here, here are your choices. Here are your options. Okay. Uh, yeah. And because ethics, I think is something that is missing. Now that a lot of groups that are just going in, you know, they, 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 they go to the cemetery in the middle of the night and they do some EVPs. I'm not as much worried about them, but I am worried about right. folks that are truly gaining health. I guess that's one reason why got to go back to the the reverend issue again you go to a house and oh you know reverend vasquez help me uh you know can you say a prayer with me well i'm not really a christian that's that's why i've got got that huge issue with that i am more than happy to pray with anybody that wants to pray that you know well, you understand what I'm trying to say. Though. I, you can't I do, honestly under, look I do at, understand you can't, what you're trying to you, say. You, can, yeah. you cannot look at somebody who who's a Christian looking for help and and pray with them as if you're a Christian because that's that's just not ethical. But so that's why I have that that issue with that. And uh, but once again, that's that's my opinion. Changing changing uh, gears just a little bit here in our last few minutes together. What do you think a ghost is? Um, I think there's, I think there's different, there, there's different classifications. There's, I, I think there are energy imprints, um, also known as residual hauntings, which could be the result of GPT, um, geographic psychic trauma, Mm -hmm. um, which is, you know, simply an energy imprint, uh, similar to, you know, a fingerprint or, you know, the, the finger is gone, but the, you know, the print remains, Uh, The energy, the energy was expended there and it remains. Right. right. And it remains, you know, energy cannot be created nor destroyed. And so, you know, it has to go somewhere. Um, You know, there are also uh, intelligent hauntings, uh, which I believe to be, you know, the spirits of the departed that for whatever reason have not gone on, whether, you know, whether they go to heaven or hell or be, reincarnated or, you know, what have you, you know, we still don't know conclusively what happens after we pass. Um, Mm -hmm. So for whatever reason, you know, they remain. Um, And so, you know, it, it it really depends on, you know, what you're working with. And if you're able to classify what you're working with, um, Mm -hmm. you know, what do you think a ghost, what do you think a ghost is? What in your personal opinion is that EVP you got, or the guy you saw at the at the Air Force Station? What was it? Um, the gentleman that I saw when I was in the service, I genuinely believe to be residual energy. Um, okay. I don't. I don't think. Uh, I don't think he was an intelligent uh, entity at all. Um, you know, he he didn't appear to really acknowledge me. 
you know, yes, he looked in my direction and then he looked away and then walked through a cinder block wall. Um, but he really didn't appear to acknowledge me. I believe he was residual. Uh, and so, but you know, to put it in a nutshell in black and white, I do believe that, um, a ghost is the spirit of a once living person that is for whatever reason, um, you know, still in our plane, still in our existence. Mm Mm-hmm. Didn't didn't saw the light at the end of the tunnel and was afraid the elevator was going to go down instead of up and decided to stay. Right. Uh, okay. Fair enough. Um, we've got just a couple of minutes, and uh, you know you've you've been with a group that's 15 years. That's 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 a long time for an organization, yeah. and my hats off to you. And in your you. your um, bio, I notice uh, you're you're considered a stubborn redheaded with a can-do attitude. Mm-hmm. That sets you apart from others in the community, and you're a true pioneer in the field. Mm-hmm. In our last minute or so, what makes you a pioneer in the field? Um, I think the fact that I have set forth trying to prove that paranormal investigation can be conducted scientifically, um, you know, makes me a pioneer. You know, a lot of people go out and they just try to emulate what they see on TV. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm. My myself and my organization, you know, we're out. We're developing theories. We're we're working on a project right now that we have been for the last year that we're calling Project Leyline, and we're trying to see if there's any connection between uh, what people are interpreting as ley lines and paranormal activity, mm-hmm. uh, more specifically, ghostly activity. There's there's a lot of research right now between ley lines and extraterrestrial activity, but we're trying to see if there's any correlation between. Uh, ley lines and ghostly phenomena. Um, well, and I got to cut you short. We are sure. getting ready. But folks, uh, go to her website, www.ccpi-paranormal.com uh, to see more about what uh, the Colorado Coalition of Paranormal Investigators is up to. And we're out of time for tonight, folks, but thanks for being with us. And we'll see you next time on Paranormal Stakeout. Good night, all. If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simultv, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like Exxon, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games, 
No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand, live streaming events from around the world, interactive online network, and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today.